Hey everybody, welcome to the MLN podcast. I'm joined today with Tressa Gibbs. Yes. And Tressa is a wife, a mom, but also a marriage counselor. Right. And so she is a licensed counselor. And so blessed to have her as a part of our faculty today as we talk about, hey, it's February. So we're talking <laughs> about how to keep dating your wife. And uh, this is a big yeah. topic, especially for us guys. Now you may recognize Tressa's last name Gibbs because Bobby Gibbs is a prior interview with us on MLN. You can go back and listen to his podcast as well. So great, so good. Uh, But Tressa brings an incredible insight and I'm so glad you're here because you you. bring the female perspective. You know, a lot of times us guys, we talk about these things, but uh, hearing it from you and what many of our wives are out there really thinking, I think right. makes a huge difference. And then plus being a marriage counselor, you hear a lot of marriages and some that are good, but some That's that right. are in crisis. That's and right. uh, yeah. so I think you're really going to be a great asset for us today. So thanks for joining good. us. Well, thanks for having me. I'm yeah. glad to provide the insight from a woman's perspective and certainly from my experience as a counselor. So yeah. I'd love to share. I love that there are men that are watching that want to have a better marriage, that are taking the time to invest in their marriage. I think right there, they're going to be blessed just from doing that. So I'm excited to talk about it. It's certainly what I'm passionate about. So thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. Hey, let's jump into this because, Tressa, I think this is a big thing. But men, are, we're all goal-oriented, right? right? It's being a guy, you know. Yeah. It's, so it's like, hey, I want to, you know, get after this and I want to accomplish this task. And a lot of times we do that in dating, you know. Sure. and so we then get married, and then it's like, check, okay, right. now I'm off to career, and I'm going to build my career. And the wife's back at home going, well, what about me? You know, right. <laughs> you used to give me cards and yeah. tell me you love me. You used to take me to dinner. You used to, yeah. and, and, you know, and so how do we as men keep dating our wife yeah. or keep pursuing our wife so that she feels loved, that she feels sure. needed? Yeah, I think that's so true. I think men do. They they kind of, they know this is the woman I want to marry. Yeah. They found the one. They put every bit of effort into that, mm-hmm. um, which is so great. It's what makes us fall in love. <laughs> um, but you do. When you're dating, you wake up in the morning and you think about that girl. And yeah. you want to spend the time and you talk on the phone for hours. <laughs> um, it's just, it is, it's kind of a natural pursuit. And you're right. And I don't think when people get married that they're trying to stop pursuing. I think that it just, life starts to happen. Mm. And so marriage just kind of can take a little bit of a back burner. Um, Career is very important when you're first married. You're focused on that, which is so good. You're providing for your family, um, maybe raising children, focused Mm -hmm. on their sports and activities. And so your wife can just kind of like, it's just a given. She's there. I love her, but I forget to really make those intentional efforts to pursue her. So I think really just putting that back in the front of your mind, kind of thinking back to when you dated. What is it Mm -hmm. that you did that felt special? And you don't have to do it all the time, but I really think, like you said, calling, texting throughout the day, occasionally just saying, I'm thinking of you. Mm. I love you. Um, I remember when Bobby and I were dating, he would pick up ice cream on the way over to my girlfriends and I at our house um, for my roommates. And it was just this way, like, hey, I'm thinking of you. I picked up your favorite ice cream. So now if he does that, it's like every once in a while, he'll be driving home and he'll just think of me and pick up something small. And it's just this way that makes me feel special. So Mm. I really think just taking the small effort to do something like you would have done when you were dating goes a really long way with your wife. Wow. That's a great insight. Because I think it's guys, we think it has to be huge, you know. Right. uh, And, uh, but just to hear you say that is is a great insight. What do we do when we first started dating or pursuing her? And and to get back to some of those things. Yeah. That's great. Yep. Well, that kind of leads into this. It's February, right? Right. Our February podcast right here. 
And so Valentine's Day is quickly approaching. Uh, now, a lot of guys would say, well, Valentine's Day is not the big deal. You know, it was created by Hallmark to right. sell cards. Right. Uh, but from a female perspective, yeah. Yeah. is Valentine's Day a big deal? a good question. It is a big deal. I think it, not from the Hallmark perspective of that you have to do something, again, something huge, mm -hmm. but for women, it is that day of you're thinking, is he going to think of me? Is he going to do something special? It's kind of like a birthday or an anniversary. Mm -hmm. Women like to feel special. We mm -hmm. like to feel like that princess. So I think that it is a big deal to think about it, to do something. It's certainly the right time for this podcast because <laughs> this will be a little reminder for guys, hey, it's coming up, yeah. thinking about something to do. I, I would recommend, and I don't know if the guys really are familiar with love languages, but that a lot of people probably heard about the five love languages, but just thinking about your wife and what is her love language. When does she feel special? When have you done something that's made her feel loved? Mm. And most of us know our own love language, kind of like the way we want to feel loved, but thinking about, and sometimes that's what we give is kind of out of what we receive. Mm but thinking about what is it that makes her feel special. So the love languages, for those that maybe aren't as familiar, are yeah. words of affirmation, mm -hmm. physical touch, okay. um, quality time, okay. acts of service, and what's the other one? Um, receiving gifts, like physical gifts. Yeah. So if your wife says, you know, I like physical touch, it might just be that, hey, give her a little certificate to give a back rub. If mine is quality time, so Bobby knows I want to spend time together. It doesn't have to be anything huge. I just want to either go out to dinner, maybe just go have coffee and talk. That one's important to me. Um, if it's an act of service, it may be a, doing a little project for her, cleaning out her car. But the point is, it's just that you're thinking of her. Mm. And that's when you really win is when she realizes he thought about me. And not only did he just, you know, swing by Target and pick up something, he thought of what would I want? What would make me feel loved? Mm. So I do. I think that, you know, every woman doesn't need a dozen roses and doesn't need a huge dinner, you know, date or weekend away. But thinking about her and doing something, it's kind of like that pursuing question that you asked at first. Mm -hmm. It is a way to pursue her and show her, I thought about you. Wow. Yeah. So would you say birthdays and anniversaries kind of fall into that same kind of framework? Or? I think it's, yeah, I think it's important to, okay. to at least acknowledge it, to yeah. do something, you know, and kind of like words for, of affirmation. If your wife's turning 35, it may be saying, hey, these are the 35 things I love about oh, you. Oh, that's good. Just kind of doing something special, not to break the bank or make it a huge um, burden, mm -hmm. but yeah, doing something on her, her birthday and anniversary is probably a good idea too. <laughs> <laughs> now, are there big, uh, we said like 35, but are yeah. there big birthdays or are there big anniversaries that guys should really pay attention to and say, this is significant? I mean, I guess the big ones are the ones that end in zero. So maybe on, you okay. know, 10 year anniversary, that's a good one to say, hey, let's go somewhere. Let's get away for the weekend. Yeah. 20. Um, Bobby and I are celebrating our 15th coming oh, up. So kinda, you know, I think, yeah, those, those feel a little bit more like, let's do something a little more special or yeah. at least acknowledge them a little bit. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. So I think sometimes as guys, we kind of think it has to be huge. Yeah. But uh, what I'm hearing you say is, it's more the thought, right? Absolutely. And, and doing something with that, you right. know? Right. And um, I think sometimes when you think it's got to be huge, you almost don't do anything, right? Because yeah. that takes so much time and effort and or guys money. think, right, yeah. money. Yeah. Think, yeah. I can't even give, I can't do that. And I think that might be where sometimes there's that misconception that guys miss is it does not have to be big for mm. most women. I mean, there may be some women that want it to be really all <laughs> out, but I don't think that most women need it to be something that huge so don't mm. let that get in the way of doing something small and thoughtful mm. just do yeah. something just do something yeah that's yeah. great well that kind of leads into the next question but what does a wife want most from her husband so 
you're representing all of our wives out there, okay? <laughs> no pressure So we're all, all, yeah, no pressure on you. But uh, every guy who's listening to this, yeah. uh, what would a wife say that she really wants most from her husband? What I found, and every woman is different, but yeah. what I see over and over, and especially in counseling when I'm working with couples, mm. women want to have emotional intimacy with their husband. Okay. And so that's a term that it's kind of like, what does that mean? It's yeah. kind of vague. And I'm sure a lot of guys are saying, I don't I hear that, but I don't know what that means. Right. So what I found, emotional intimacy, is they just want to know what's going on in their husband's world, in his mind, kind of behind that tough exterior or that armor that they wear. They want to know what they're feeling. Mm. What does my husband think about? What does he worry about or fear? Maybe what struggles he's going through or what he dreams about. Yeah. That's when women feel close and connected to their husbands is just knowing that deeper level. Uh, men are really good at the physical intimacy and kind of pursuing that. Yeah. But honestly, that's the women need the emotional intimacy to be able to really offer that physical intimacy. So really kind of going to that next level and getting you know deeper with your wife, sharing what's going on in your world. Um, I found within, in counseling, so often men will say, you know, they'll start to want to share something and they'll say, but I don't want to seem weak or I don't want to seem needy uh, here. That's a good point. And I will encourage them to share. You know, we've mm -hmm. created this environment in counseling where maybe it's a little safer to open up. Almost always, Jeff, when men start to share mm -hmm. their heart, their wife says, I never even knew he felt that way. And it draws the woman in. Like, I, I love to see them, kind of those walls come down. Yeah. And for women to say, that's what I want to know, is what is it that he's really feeling? Mm. And I know men haven't been taught that a lot of times. You know, maybe as boys they aren't, they don't learn that from their dads. Maybe that's not the message that culture has sent them. Mm. But I think that's what most women are really longing for is, I want to know, I, know, I want to know your heart and what's going on for you. Mm. That's good. That, that emotional intimacy, yeah. I think, is where uh, a lot of guys, I mean, a lot of us yeah. just struggle sure. because... You want to seem in control. You right. want to seem strong. Yeah. You know, you yeah. feel like you're the protector of your family, you're the provider yeah. for your family. And um, just to hear you say yeah. that. But I think even when, when we're vulnerable, yeah. actually that is strengthening our it marriage. Is, right. And it is strong. Women see it as strong. Wow. And I know Bobby in his talk, he talked a lot about that emotional armor. Yeah. And you have to. Men have to kind of gear up for life mm -hmm. because it's hard and you've got to go out into the work world. And um but learning how to sort of take that armor off of the door. Bobby talks a lot about that. And, yeah. and to kind of like let that let your um, more vulnerable side show to your wife. That's what women are really after. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's a hard thing. I know it's not always comfortable. And certainly some relationships, that's not been kind of the way, the environment. But I would encourage you to try to even start small. Mm. You know, if it's, if it's too much to go really deep, just start by sharing your day and a little bit more about what you were feeling, mm -hmm. um, what was going on for you. Yeah. yeah. I think the other part of that too is it, it takes some time. It does, right? It and does. Uh, y you know, and sometimes guys are willing to give time to our work, or we're willing to give time to, um, you know, maybe our kids. But right. but we've got to be willing to give time if our marriage right. is going to be strong. Right? Absolutely, and the payoff's worth it. It is you worth know? it, yeah, y'all. It really man. is to put yeah. the time in the work, and even doing something uncomfortable, trying new things. Um, it really the payoff is there. Yeah. 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 So in, in your experience when counseling couples and your experience even in your own marriage, but what would you say is the key to a great marriage? That's a good question. <laughs> I think there's so many keys to a great marriage. As I was thinking about planning for the talk, yeah. I actually put that question on Facebook. You know, oh. What do people think? What is the key to a great marriage? Yeah. 
and I got so many good responses. I mean, some people said just commitment, just knowing divorce isn't an option, mm, but you got to work through it. Yeah, um, take that off the table. That's right. right. Yeah. That's a huge key. It's yeah. uh, communication, mm. being willing to see what your spouse thinks, you know, and listening to their opinion. Um, so there, I think there's a lot of really great things that make a marriage good. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I would say for my own marriage, for Bobby and I, what's making it great is that we put the time into it. We put um, a lot of time into being together, mm-hmm. um, doing things that we both enjoy and having fun together. You know, I think about guys, and the way that you bond with other guys is through activities. Yeah, right. You like true. to go to a ball game, you fish together, or golf. That's how you, men connect. Mm-hmm. So finding things that you enjoy doing with your wife, mm. um, even if it's not golfing or fishing, <laughs> but finding something. You know, Bobby and I, when we first got married, we loved to play tennis. So that was kind of our thing. As we've gotten a little older, we don't do tennis as much. We walk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and go on hikes or um, play games. But just finding time together mm-hmm. and not just quality but quantity, making time for your marriage, mm-hmm. enjoying being together and laughing, uh, I think is really important. Um, but you, what about you, Jeff? I'd love to hear what you and Lisa, what makes your marriage great? What do you think the key is? Oh, that's a, that's a great <laughs> question. You know, I, I'm blessed because, I, I, I mean, I love my wife, and she's, yeah. she's awesome. Uh, but I think, I think it goes back to even what you said earlier, that the five love languages mm-hmm. was a big key for us. Yeah. Uh, when we got married, um, you know, I was in ministry. I'm an extrovert. She's an introvert. But mm-hmm. I just kind of deferred, you know, to my extrovertness, right. you know, whatever that right. word is. Yeah. And so we're going out all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're at parties. We're at events. We're going to dinner with people. And finally about, you know, a couple weeks in, you know, she looks at me and she's like, we don't ever spend any time together. Yeah. And I, I said, what do you mean? We're together all the time. And she goes, no, like me and you. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, you know. And back when we were dating, we would go to dinners right. or we would, you know, have times to even go for a, a walk mm-hmm. or a hike or something. And it just fell off my radar. Yeah. And so I realized, you know, her love language is quality time. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I'm a guy, my love language is physical touch. Right. So I was... I mean, we were doing great, you know, on that, but we weren't on the uh, quality time part. And uh, so that was a big, I think it was a big change in our marriage. And that's something I've really had to keep in mind. Um, So like when Valentine's Day Day comes up or birthdays or anniversaries, just to think, okay, I've got to schedule a dinner for just us. Or I got, you know, those things are important. So, so yeah, I think, I think you were spot on in that, you know, learning your spouse, learning yeah. what your wife, how she responds, how right. she receives yeah. love, instead of just deferring to what you want, right. you know, yeah. but you, you really be able to take the that. time to really learn. And yeah. thankfully, you know, Lisa was able to really know herself and tell you, this is what I need to feel loved. But it yeah. is important to figure out what do we want, but then what does our spouse want? Yeah. Kind of learn them. Yeah. yeah. It was because I, I just, assumed everybody's an extrovert, right. you know, yeah. and everybody's not yeah. an extrovert, you know, there's some people who are introverts and, yeah. uh, and, and they get their energy differently than, than extroverts. And so, yeah. And, and I think you never stop learning. Right. And so I think true. even in, I don't know, you may have more science to back this up, but even in different seasons right. of life, yeah. I think you have to continue to learn your spouse because it was different when we were married without kids. Right. Um, and then when kids come into the picture, you know, all of a sudden your wife becomes mom and that's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. And you've got to relearn how to love her and yeah. show her appreciation and care for her. Yeah. 
You know, so there are those different seasons. I think, I think you're so right. And even the keto great marriage can change. So right yeah. now, you know, for us it's time. But then I think as stages change, there are things that become more important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that you have to really look at your marriage and look at where you're at, what season you're in. And, and really keep continuing to learn. Yeah, that's great. You know, I had some good friends who, um, whenever they would get into a, a, a disagreement, I mean, that happens in marriage, I don't know if you know that, but sometimes <laughs> it, does. it does, you know. And, uh, but then they, they had worked with each other enough where they would come back and one of them would say, wait a minute, we're on the same team. Oh, that's so You good. know, yes. and uh, that always just spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're on the same team. You know, right. let, let's, let's work together. Right. And, uh, you know, I think for Lisa and I, that's something we always come back to. You know, we, we don't. There's some things that maybe we disagree on this or that, but we're on the same team, right. so we're going to work it out. That's right. You know? Yeah, sometimes when we have conflict, it's like we start to see our spouse as the enemy, but we forget, hey, we're in this together. Yeah. Maybe we disagree. Maybe we have different opinions, but I love the team mentality. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, that's good. So kind of along those lines, though, so the key to a great marriage, but then also what's, what have you seen as the, the greatest hindrance to a marriage? What I see is that really gets in the way of, marriage is being great is when we're selfish Mm. when we start to look at my needs and what I'm not getting from my spouse and this is really common I mean we we really tend to look at the other person's flaws what they're doing wrong what they're not giving me um I think it goes back to bible times I mean Jesus even talked about we can see the sawdust in uh, somebody else's eye yeah the plank in our own so I think kind of that can really get in the way is when you start focusing on what you're not getting in your marriage. Mm. And when I have couples come into counseling, and this is very common, they start to tell me all the things that their spouse has done wrong and all the ways they've been hurt. I really try to gear it back and say, let's look at what you can do to improve your marriage. And I would encourage guys here to say, what can I do better? What is there anything that I need to do to work on my marriage? Sure, we want the other person to change, but in reality, we can't change anybody else. Mm -hmm. All we can do is ourselves. So really thinking, is there, are there things that I can do um, that would make my ma- marriage better? And maybe that would be a challenge for all the guys is to say, think of one or two things that you could do that you know would really make a difference. Wow. Something your wife's been wanting, something you've just forgotten that was important to her. Um, and maybe I want to leave work every day at 5. I'm going to mm. get home. Dinner's important. I'm going to make that happen. Maybe I'm going to help clean up around the house or take the trash out with being, without being asked. But making that kind of, I'm going to do something better regardless if she notices, regardless if there's an immediate result, I'm going to focus on doing what I can. Mm -hmm. And the reality is it will start to pay off. She will start to notice and respond. But I just think that is a huge kind of barrier for us to really get better is when we always are looking at the other person Mm -hmm. to improve. Man, that is huge. And I think you're right. I think that um, feelings follow actions. That's right. You know, and a lot of times we're like, well, I don't have that same spark as when we were dating or whatever. But then you look and you go, well, I'm not doing the things I did when we were dating, you know. And when you start to do those little things again and put the other person before yourself, then all of a sudden those the feelings follow. Yeah. You know, and then you start to receive. Maybe your wife sees, wow, I think I've noticed a few days in a row he's been home on time. Now I want to do this for him. It starts kind of this positive cycle. But we have to start it. Right. We can't wait, sit and wait for the other person to do something. We can only take control of ourselves. Yeah, and that's so good. Yeah. You know, and that really comes back to having a biblical marriage, looking right. at what God's Word that's says, right. um, and putting the other person before ourselves. Yes. I mean, those are all scriptural principles that God wants us to apply that's in true. our marriage. So how do we do that, though? But how do we keep God at the center 
of our marriage. Yeah. Um, because I think we get caught up in the world right. and we look at, you know, Netflix or we look at, you know, TV couples, celebrity right. couples, and we kind of pattern it like that. Right. Like there ought to be all this romance or these trips or this, it, right. and we can kind of fall that. How do we sure. keep God as the center? I think that's so true that he should be the center. And even talking about that last example of if we're being selfless, that's, mm. that's Christ-like. Yes. That's his role model, his um, kind of model for marriage works best in our life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, keeping God at the center of your marriage, I think, looks like a lot of disciplines and things you might do, like going to church and praying together. But I think even the next step of that is, is he really transforming your heart in your marriage? Mm-hmm. So are you honoring your wife the way that he wants you to? Wow. Um, are you giving sacrificially, selflessly? Um, are you forgiving her? Are you confessing? You know, these are all principles wow. that are in the Bible yeah. that will make your marriage great. Uh, Bobby and I went to a marriage class here, Nick Allen did last yeah. year, and I remember one of the biggest takeaways was showing grace to your spouse, w- even when they don't deserve it. Mm. So not when they're doing everything right, but when they've messed up, when they've hurt you, showing that grace to them um, is a God-centered marriage that's going to transform it. And I really don't think you can have a truly great marriage without God in the center. The Hollywood marriages, oh. the marriages on TV, they're not going to really bring you the true joy. And they don't last. They don't last. I mean, you it's look at working. all those marriages. That's right. They, they never last. That's you right. Know? So really yeah. kind of going back to the Bible, yeah. following those principles out in your marriage, that's when it's going to be really successful. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I think you're I think you're right on. You know, it, it, it's all going to come back to that selfishness, yeah. you know, and, right. and how do we um, lay our lives down yeah. and want the best. Hey, what do you wish every man knew about his wife? I wish, I, I would hope that every man could learn this or understand that women, wives want a deep connection with their husband. Mm. They, and they kind of worry about it. They wonder what you're thinking, kind of that emotional intimacy piece. They yeah. want to know, but for women, they kind of have these questions floating around in their mind a lot. Um, just, do you love me? Would you choose me again? Do you think I'm beautiful? We kind of, even though maybe sometimes we seem secure, we have these questions that we're wondering about mm. from our husband. So I wish that men could understand that and know that. But I understand that maybe that's kind of hard because sometimes we don't ask those questions. Mm-hmm. So women might ask a question. You know, and I'm sure every guy has heard this before you go out to dinner and meet friends. It's like, do I look okay? And the husband says, sure, you look fine. Yeah. Let's go. And the wife is really, and, and we know that doesn't always work, right? Men know that sometimes that something happens there. It's because the woman's really saying, do you find me attractive? Do you mm. still think I'm beautiful? That's kind of the heart question that's really driving some of that, those little questions. Wow. Um, women also may ask, you know, I just want to talk. Can't we just talk? And I know that really frustrated Bobby when we were first married. Of like, what do you want to talk about? What's the problem? Um, I want to fix something. That's right. Yeah. That must mean there's something wrong. Yeah, there. yeah. But women are just saying, I want to know how the relationship is. I want to mm. know where you're at and do you still love me and would you choose me? So I, even though I would like women to get better at learning, if we could learn how to ask those questions better, it might help. But that might be something I'd want men to know is that we we kind of wonder about that a lot. Mm. And so the more you can kind of help us with that or answer that question for us, just by a simple text of, hey, I'm thinking of you today, or wow. I love you, or those little ways of, you know, picking up something on the way home. It's just, that's a reminder to a woman, he still loves me, and we're okay. Mm. I, I love what you said there about, would you choose me yeah. again? Yeah, yeah. I think... I think you're right. How do we reinforce that? How do we, um, as men, to a woman, how, how does she receive that then? I mean, 
that we would choose her again. It's such a confidence builder when yeah. you can hear from your husband. And whether it's those specific words, that's great. But even just in actions, just by honoring and mm. loving and putting the marriage first, um, just investing time in the marriage, like watching this podcast, you know, yeah. it shows to a woman, yeah. hey, you matter to me. I, ch- I would choose you. I love you. Um, I think that, you know, a hand note is great. But certainly, I mean, like, again, back to yeah. those little things, just a text. I'm thinking of you. I love you. I would choose you all over again. You're going to wow. you're going to really kind of confirm a woman's heart. Okay, I don't have to worry. And so it's it settles things for us and we can feel a lot more conf- confident in the relationship and in kind of the rest of our world. Mm. Wow. That's that's great yeah. for I'm, I yeah. love hearing that cuz yeah. that's helping me, but I do <laughs> think you're giving a great insight into what every woman yeah. is thinking and there is that insecurity sure. and uh, um, that desire to be felt attractive right. or that desire to be chosen and yeah. um you know so how do we keep pursuing i think it does come back to that pursuing right. yeah. you know that that part how do we as men let me ask this because mm-hmm. i think this is important how do we as men pray for our wives mm-hmm. you know i think yeah. i think guys uh you know we'll we'll have time with the lord and we'll really pray about a yeah. job or we'll pray about you know a f- finances right. or we'll pray about those things but yeah. but how can we be praying for our wife well i think that's such a huge thing just to think about just doing it mm. just starting to pray for your wife there are so many things that would come from that you wow. know i mean it's even kind of talking about being selfish it's hard to be selfish when you're praying for somebody yeah. when you're starting to think of their needs and kind of what's going on for them it's also hard to be angry you know i mean you can't really stay mad at somebody when you're really with the lord asking him to soften your heart or to um, help you forgive mm. so praying around those things and just the relationship but i think when you talk about how do we pray or what do we pray asking your wife i mean it's such a great oh. thing to do maybe even to start kind of doing weekly of hey what can i pray for you this week mm. you know what's on your mind or your heart whether it's something with the children or work or um that would thrill a woman any woman to know my husband's out there praying for me mm. um even before i came to this podcast i texted bobby you know and he, he's praying for me and it just helps you yeah. it, and same for women praying for their husbands it just helps knowing hey I've, i'm back here behind cheering you on praying for you um so i think that marriages would drastically change if we wow. prayed for our spouse more wow yeah, I think that's yeah, that's so huge. important. If we can uh, say to our, our spouse, hey, yeah. how can I pray for you? Right. You know, I think that communicates volumes, Absolutely. right? I care about you. Yeah. I'm putting you, uh, you know, before me. Yeah. I'm spending time taking you to the Lord. I'm putting God at the center of our marriage. For sure. You know, yeah. that you're right. That yeah. accomplishes a lot just even in those words. Absolutely. It yeah. would be a great thing and a great challenge to all of us to, to really focus on that and to check in, you know, with our spouse weekly. Yeah. What is it that you need prayers yeah. for? How do, it, how, do, how do you pray with your spouse? Um, you know, because I think a lot of guys are scared about that. Sure. I mean, let, sure. let's just be honest. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think we're okay to pray either desperation prayers or we're okay to pray on our own. Right. But but how, as a guy, do we initiate our spouse and say, hey, can we pray together? Yeah. And even if we're not comfortable, how do sure. we initiate that? And I think you're right. I think it is a hard thing. It's kind of oh, intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a form of being vulnerable. Yeah. You know, just to even go before God 
with your spouse. So mm -hmm. obviously, I think take baby steps, okay. you know. Women tend to be better at praying, I think openly, you know, we're kind of gotten more comfortable in front of people. So praying together, kind of back and forth, mm. praying as a family, sometimes is less threatening for men, so that's a good start. Yeah. Um, there's certainly devos that help kind of make it more um, practical, doing it, Bobby and I do little devos together mm. that we read through together and there's a prayer at the end. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that taking the step is so important, but I, I do think that's a hard thing for a lot of guys to do. I do yeah. too, and uh, I, I hope I would encourage all of us, yeah. you know, to take that step. Yeah. And I think it comes back to time, but I also think it comes sure. back to confidence and um, us stepping in and yeah. taking that initiative. Right. Uh, and you know, I, I think sometimes we go, "Well, I have to do that every day." I don't know right. if you have to do it every day as much as just occasionally right. making sure that that's a priority. Now, Absolutely. I would love to do that every day, sure. you know, that I think, sure. but maybe Again, that seasons is. seasons in life too, though, you know, yes. when you have more time. Yeah. Um, but even just as you do it, I think it becomes more of a habit. It yeah. It becomes more comfortable. Yeah. So starting at any level is going to be helpful. Yeah. Those baby steps, yeah. like you said, those mm -hmm. baby steps. And whether it's even at dinner, you right. know, praying with the family. Sure. And then maybe once you go to bed, yeah. praying over the kids yeah. or then just saying to yeah. your spouse, hey, let's pray together. Yeah. But yeah, I love that. Taking those baby Good. steps. Um, you know, I think sometimes we hear family devotional or right. praying with your spouse and it, yeah. it becomes this really big idea out sure. there and we go, man, I can't do all that. But right. yeah, we can Start do small. small things. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So as a counselor, mm -hmm. what, what do you pray for every marriage? You know, like when you yeah. go into counsel people mm -hmm. or marriages that your friends are going through or yeah. whatever, what is your prayer for every marriage? I think my big prayer is that every marriage could be all that it's meant to be. Um. You know, that it could be what God designed for it, that it's not just something that has to be hard and work, but that it can be fun and great. Mm. And um, I want that all for all marriages. My prayer for marriages that aren't that is that they would be open to getting help, to reaching out. Yes. Um, I think there's, an, you know, people, especially in a church world, can feel like I've got to seem like I've got it all together. I don't need to let it be known that we're struggling. Mm -hmm. So my prayer is that if you are struggling, that you would reach out, mm -hmm. um, whether it's finding a mentor, an older couple that's been through something that you're going through reaching out to someone at church. Um, if you really are stuck or you kind of keep going through this, I would say definitely reach out for counseling. Um, but just to be open to getting help. Yeah. So I think men, there's kind of a stigma, I think, around saying we're struggling or certainly for counseling. Yeah. But you think about men, if you if you struggle with your, or wanting to figure out your finances, you'll go to a financial planner. Yeah. If you want to learn how to do, you know, get fit, you might go to a trainer. So it's the same thing as like in marriage, if you, yeah. there is no, you know, real specific model sometimes. Sometimes we didn't see it in our parents. So saying, we need some help. We need some resources there shouldn't be any shame in that saying we um, we need somebody that's walked this or maybe that has some skills to help us through this so my prayer is that people would be willing to be open and and, and share if if they aren't where they want to be yeah I really appreciate you saying that yeah. Tressa because I do think that there is a stigma for yeah, guys you know there is. now you know we'll get a coach right, right. we'll have a football mm -hmm. coach growing up yeah. we'll have a basketball coach yeah. we'll have baseball and and we'll let them speak into yeah. us, and we and we get better, yeah, right? For sure. But then when it comes to our marriage, when it comes to counseling, we kind of yeah. go like, uh, but but there shouldn't be, right? Right? Because a lot of the marriages that are doing really well have probably been through counseling, That's right. you know. Okay. So, I share with you yeah. that he and I went to counseling earlier on in our marriage. Yeah. Helped us tremendously, oh, and I'm yeah. so thankful for it that it put us on this path. And if we went through a season where we we're struggling again, 
Bobby will say, we would be right back. Because yeah. whatever it takes for your marriage, it's so worth it. Yeah. Um, and you're right. If you're, you know, you'd be willing to get a coach for other things, I think it's okay to say, this is an area we want to learn in. And even if it doesn't have to be crisis. I yeah. mean, sometimes people think, well, we're not in a crisis. But if your marriage isn't where you want it to be, there's help for that. There's, yeah. there's certainly resources to, to get where you want to go. Yeah. And, and our marriage is so much more important than our job. That's I mean, right. we're going to switch jobs. We'll even That's switch right. careers yeah. multiple times in our right. lives. Right. But our hope and our prayer is that our marriage lasts all of our life, right? That's right? And our marriage impacts not just us or our spouse. It impacts our okay. kids and our grandkids. Yeah. So, yeah. so this is, you know, that important area that we want to do right. right and we want to do well. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think even, I would even say this, I would just encourage guys on this too. If you see other marriages that are, yes. are struggling, don't back away, right. you know, engage and, you know, point people to this podcast or yes. point people to somebody like you, yeah. if that's okay mm, to say, Hey, I've got this friend. I know yeah. this person. Um, maybe you can get some help because I think guys, a lot of times we just go, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into that. Right. And we back away. Yeah where God could use us to help. Absolutely. Right? Certainly, if you've been through a struggle, you could help someone. Yeah. Or even if just you have a good, solid marriage and you want to be a mentor, yeah. you want to help somebody, absolutely, don't be afraid to get in there or even just check in. How is, how is your marriage going? How are things going? I think opening that door would be huge for people. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right, Tressa, give us mm-hmm. one word of encouragement to every married man mm-hmm. out there <laughs> listening to this podcast or watching yeah. this podcast today. What, what word of encouragement would you give us? I would just want to give you hope no mm. matter where you are in your marriage. Um, marriage, of course, it's not perfect, and it is hard work. I mean, there is an investment that you have to put in just like anything else. You're going to have to kind of work at this, put some effort in. But I would give men the hope that marriage can be wonderful. It can be your safe place. It can be your team. It can be the place where you feel happy, fulfilled, um, mm. that you can then go out in the world and make a difference. Mm. Um, so I would encourage you, whether you're struggling, whether you're doing having a great marriage, really, no matter where you are, you can always get better, always grow. But I've seen couples walk through really hard things. I've seen couples walk through crisis thinking there's no way. Mm. There is no way this can be repaired. It's too broken. Wow. Um, but couples, if they are willing to do the work and put God first in the center of their marriage, it can come, I mean, it can get better than it ever was before. Wow. Um, and if you're, you know, maybe you're just okay and you're stagnant, but you kind of feel like roommates, there can be more, you can have more than that too. Mm. So I would just say there is hope. No matter where you're at in your marriage, don't give up, reach out. Um, but if you have a great marriage, like you're saying, Jeff, encourage others. Yeah. I, you know, I want to give that kind of word of encouragement too, is that there are people that need your wisdom and mm. you're kind of mentoring if you have that marriage that you feel like this is good. We've been through some things but we're in a good place. Mm, that's great. Yeah. Tricia, thank you for sharing. Thank you. Hey, guys, I want to pray for us, and then we've got a couple of things I want to hit real quick. But, but yeah. can I, let me, let's pray together right now. Father, thank you for today. And God, thank you for teaching us what it means to have a great marriage. And I thank you for Tressa. I pray a blessing on her and Bobby and on their marriage and on them as parents, God. And, and Father, I pray for every man listening today. And God, none of our marriages are perfect, um, but God, we're all a work in progress. And yet, God, you have given us marriage in your sovereignty, Father, so that our lives would be more enriched. And God, just as you say in Ecclesiastes, two are better than one. Um, One falls down, the other can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. And so, God, marriage is a place for us to really be all that you've called us to be in life. 
And I pray, God, that you would bless every man and every marriage represented who's watching or listening to this podcast today. And I pray, God, that they would never give up. I pray, God, that they would pursue you and that they would pursue their spouse and that they would have a great marriage, God, one that just reaches its full potential. And so thank you for today. Thank you for what you're teaching us, God. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, uh, man, what a great podcast. Tressa, thank you. Thank you. Wow, this is so good. Hey, guys, hey, share this with other men. Let them know about this. Also, in March, we'll have a new podcast that will be coming out. And then in April, we'll start our spring semester. So April and May, we'll have every week going in our six locations. So jump in and be a part of that. But, man, God is doing something. as He is growing us as spiritual leaders. And I love being on this journey with you. So thanks for tuning in today. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you.